I'm Danny Valentino, and welcome to Crypto on the Beat, a podcast that explores the relationship between music and cryptocurrency. Every episode, we break down the latest news in the space and are joined by some of the players on the cutting edge of these new trends that are helping to reshape our world. This is Crypto on the Beat. Coming up on this episode of Crypto on the Beat, all the headlines making waves in today's digital economy, plus my interview with music legend Mike Shinoda of Linkin Park and OK Sammy, co-founder of Secret Garden, a new audiovisual Web3 platform. The guys will discuss their new collaboration, Wind Chime, which is a great example of the game-changing potential that Web3 brings to music. You can actually go on, for example, your OpenSea page itself and start pressing buttons and make a beat. You can take it to secretgarden.fm, plug it in there, you can record it, you can save it to your desktop, but it, you also can print it to the NFT itself so that when somebody checks it out on a marketplace, your creation will play. We'll get into all that and more in the full conversation coming up in just a bit. But first, let's check some headlines from a wild week in crypto. FTX, one of the largest crypto exchanges in the world, has filed for bankruptcy after it was learned that their CEO, Sam Bankman-Fried, was allegedly mishandling client funds. About a week ago, the company had a valuation of close to $32 billion. Just incredible. Now, many large corporations are unwinding their partnerships with the brand, and it remains to be seen what will become of FTX Arena in Miami. Now, as a result of this, crypto markets have been very volatile, with both Bitcoin and Ethereum down around 20% at the time of production. A major takeaway from this mess, and you've heard several previous guests on this show stress it, if you invest in crypto, it's best to store your coins in a hard wallet, not on an exchange. Speaking of Bitcoin, happy all-time high anniversary. It was roughly one year ago this week that Bitcoin reached its all-time high of $69,045. Now, it's been a pretty rough ride for hodlers since then, with the world's largest cryptocurrency losing about 75% of its value since. But interestingly enough, data shows that nearly two-thirds of all Bitcoins in circulation have not moved in the past year, indicating that most of those who own a coin seem to be long-term believers believers in the asset. And soccer fans around the world are getting excited as the World Cup will officially kick off in Qatar this weekend. And for the first time, it's coming to the metaverse. FIFA has announced a partnership with Upland to launch a digital World Cup village, complete with a replica of the main stadium, branded shops, and exclusive World Cup NFTs. And they've also partnered with Roblox to create a new online space for soccer fans to hang out, earn rewards, and collect exclusive NFTs as well. The World Cup begins on Sunday with Team USA playing their first match against Wales on Monday, November 21st. So let's get into the feature portion of today's show. Now, every episode, we try to address a topic of interest in the crypto space with a featured guest. And sometimes we get to spotlight an exciting company or a project that's uh, helping to push the scene forward. Now, this week, we're going to do a little bit of both. Uh, with not one, but two special guests. One is a music legend, uh, co-founder of the iconic rock band Linkin Park, also brought us Fort Minor, and is also an accomplished DJ as well, uh, Mr. Mike Shinoda. The other is a producer, developer, and co-founder of Secret Garden, an audiovisual Web3 platform that we're going to learn a lot more about during today's show. His name is Eric Gao, or OK Sammy. Uh, gentlemen, welcome to Crypto on the Beat. Hey, thanks for having us. Likewise, thank you. Very excited to have you here. It's a great time for both of you. Uh, you just collaborated on a new project uh, called Wind Chime, which I think 
is a great example uh, of the game-changing potential that Web3 brings to music. And we're going to get into uh, more detail about that in just a minute. But I want to set this up for the audience so they understand what Secret Garden is about before we dive in. So, Eric, can you just give us uh, maybe the elevator pitch uh, as to what the platform offers and uh, what makes it so exciting? The easiest one-liner is that it's a uh, interactive beat player um, as a, as an NFT. It's a first of many experiments we're doing in, in composable media and finding other ways, I think, to tap into, I think, interaction with music besides just the passive listening experience, which I think is the obvious play for, for a lot of Web3 platforms. Um, but I certainly uh, am interested in, in seeing what we can do outside of that sphere. This is exciting. Let's bring Mike in here. Now, you've been pretty active in, in the Web3 space over the years. I know you did some, some NFT drops. You've invested in some startups too, which is cool. I mean, just tell us how you connected with, uh, with Secret Garden and uh, what appealed to you about uh, their platform. Well, I think that my interest in in Web three and and digital collectibles in particular are uh, it, well. It came from the fact that my background is in illustration before Lincoln Park. That's what I was going to school for. That's what I kind of thought I would be doing for a living. And the music stuff was going to be at the time was a hobby. The bigger the band got, technology was a necessity and was an interest. It was something we just really loved. And um, always with each release, we tried to do something really fun for the fans that pushed the the capabilities of whatever, um, you know, whether it be social media or a new experience, something immersive online or a scavenger hunt or some, just something fun. And um, fast forward to, you know, 2021, I started seeing what was going on with this technology, was really excited about it. It seemed like it opened up a bunch of creative doors for like experiments to be had. And I met um, Eric, I was, I, I was a fan and a collector of um, Capsule House a project that he was involved with and then met him and talked about what, you know, what he did for that project and what he was doing with his upcoming releases on um, through Secret Garden. Yeah. We just kind of hit it off and realized that, you know, there was a lot to explore. I mean, let's talk about Windchime, which is the, uh, the first collaboration between uh, the two of you guys, first major project on Secret Garden, first time you guys worked together. And to me, I mean, this project is everything that, is exciting about the possibility that Web3 offers to fans and artists in music right now. I mean, why don't you guys tell us a bit more about this project and Mike, maybe you want to start. Yeah. I, I thank you very much for saying that. Um, I, we think it's really exciting. We think it's a really fun experiment, a great step forward. Um, I've, I mean, the, the kinds of like responses I've gotten from people have been incredible, but mostly because what you're so used to, in a marketplace window, if, if you are like buying NFTs, if you're buying, you know, um, whether they whether they be like the kind that you, you know, use for a profile picture, or it's like a component for a game or something like that, or like a like a like a at this point, like people are also doing things like passports and and you know uh, membership um, badges and things like that. Sure. This is something completely different. You can actually go on, for example, your OpenSea page. If, you've, if you're browsing for one or if you own one, you can go onto the page itself and start pressing buttons and make a beat. You can make music right in the window. And if you then, if you own one, you can take it to secretgarden.fm, plug it in there, and you can um, not only save whatever you create, you can record it, you can save it to your desktop, which includes the music and the, and the image. But it, you also can print it to the NFT itself so that when somebody checks it out on a marketplace, your creation will play. I mean, a user can essentially create their own track with custom visuals using beats that you created. I mean, uh, that, that's kind of sick, right? I think there's going to be so many experiments 
um, from artists, both visual artists, um, music makers, and other people who create immersive experiences, i.e., you know, games or um, even just like little things to like uh, past time. Like if you think of like what Flappy Bird really is, like you can do that in a window on OpenSea. And and for an, if if you're an artist and you you have friends that make stuff that develop um, you know digital content, you can do all of that and sell that as a as a the holy like complete package each time. Yeah, um, obviously one of our first. Uh first uh unique collections as well um visually i think we're constantly trying to push things here uh the original bouquet is the, so that's our that's our sort of our name for the for the b player and i highly encourage anyone who who is listening to to take a look at a uh, uh, secretgarden.fm when you have a chance i think the uh actual experience of playing with this does a far better job of explaining it than i will ever do <laughs> um but yeah i mean we originally came up with the idea to just have music playable within the window um mike came along and was like can we take this to the next level can we have unique visuals for every piece um and so we were like why not like we should we should be pushing this as far as we can and um so it's got all the aspects of those traditional art pieces uh, a lot of the art reminiscent of his other project ziggurats which is it has an absolutely amazing community um and so so each piece is unique um and every and obviously you know the permutations of of the number of stems that you can put put together is 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 just so high so i mean it's pretty wild like mike mike put out i think it was 24 stems as part of the project and yes. i think one of the first things you guys did was a contest where just you know anybody could kind of like have at it with those stems and i was i was looking at some of the submissions which you posted to the the social media you know everybody takes the stems the same stems but the songs that they came up with and the visuals they came up with were, were completely different and you had just people from all walks of life that were essentially it felt like collaborating on music almost with, with mike of lincoln yeah. park you had a dad with a four-year-old daughter that was doing stuff i mean you had it's just the possibilities of web3 are just endless and i think mike is not going to be the only person that uh, you guys are going to do this with right i think you have uh, you know quite a bit planned uh, for the future as well right the format of the bouquet, the format that Windchime is in terms of it being a visual thing that's a, that's a beat player, that format can be applied to any musician who wants to try it. Yes. The team is like, they want to make something interesting for you. They want to make something bespoke. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm, I'm really excited for other artists to get into the, the weeds with these guys and, and start making some different things. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, we've had some guests on the show also who are just like kind of just tapping into the the the, the future uh, with Web3 where, you know, they're, they're able to collaborate with their favorite artist almost in real time on finishing a track, on editing a track, on remixing a track and that type of stuff without Web3, you know, was never possible. And uh, Mike, I saw you said in an interview uh, pretty recently, too, that, uh, you know, the fan club or the, or the community is almost the low hanging fruit, uh, you know, with regards to, um, you know, the future of Web3, where if you're able to tap into getting your fans to kind of, you know, work together and feel something with that community. I mean, that, that can lead to some really exciting results, right? In this space, you've been hearing a lot about community, community, community. When then something becomes a buzzword like that, you can guarantee that everybody's got a different definition. Mine comes from, you know, being in a touring band for 20 years. We, our version of community is, I'd say a supercharged version of the fan club. It's, you know, the, the, the artist 
I, I maybe not every artist, but at least our as an artist, our responsibility has been to uh, create, you know, uh, uh, exciting moments for the fans with each album, with each moment, with each uh, release or cycle um, to entertain them, to inspire them, to tap into things that we're all feeling and put them in songs and put them in experiences, both online and live. Um, so this, this effort in web three with collectibles, it's, it's the exact same effort. You're just getting to use brand new tools that are, are being developed as we explore, um, the stuff that's going to be around in, in three to six months, um, you know, I, I think early days was interesting because I was ta talking about the possibility of these items being not being just an item that you could plug into a game, i.e. a skin, an avatar skin or, a, or, an, or an item you would wear or hold in the game. But they could be the games themselves. Mm -hmm. We've now started to see a lot of that in the last year. You can collect an NFT that is a game. You can collect an NFT that's a cartridge that plugs into another system and that plays the game. You can collect an NFT that's a, a, a passport to something uh, that's attached to a physical item. So I, while I know that each of these things is to me cool on its own as an, as an isolated item, the real superpower the real like next level is when the the bridges start happening between each of those things so company a who makes physical items attached to digital items starts collaborating with musician a mm -hmm. who makes their things and run and 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 maintains their fan uh ecosystem and then they also collaborate with a game developer who mm -hmm. is all and when all of those things are are, are blockchain and web3 enabled you can start to bring everything into everybody else's ecosystem. Game game designers six months ago were like, well, that's ridiculous. Our game is like, we build it a specific way. You can't, interoperability is a joke. It's never going to happen. And guess what? It's starting to happen. And the more <laughs> it happens, the more exciting all this stuff is going to be. You own a CryptoPunk, you own a Capsule House uh, uh, character, you own a wind chime, you own a ziggurat you're going to be able to take these things with you when you explore different spaces. So interesting. And you were uh, kind of persona non grata with the gaming community earlier this year, uh, you know, going back and forth over some of the commentary, but it looks like you may be having the it, last laugh here. It happens. I mean, that's the thing is like squabbles online these days, they last like two days, right? Like <laughs> I had one, I had a weekend where I, I challenged the gaming community. I was like, explain to me why you guys are so anti uh, NFT. And the answers were, I'd say 50% of it was not knowing what NFTs and Web3 are. Like they didn't, they literally didn't understand. They were, they had uh, uh, assumptions and bad information, uh, which needed to get cleared up. And the other half was rooted in some blend of being protective of the industry in which they are participating and not wanting to feel like their job was in jeopardy. Yep. And uh, having really good insight and really good points about the difficulties of doing the things that we were all talking about doing, i.e. the interoperability part. Mm -hmm. When you say, well, look, dude, you're making things in Unity. My game is made in Unreal Engine. They are not compatible. You can't just like copy paste your character from one into the other, just on a fundamental level, not to mention the fact that our thing has an aesthetic, your thing has an aesthetic, and the two things don't mix. Um, 
wherever there's a will, there's a way. And we're already seeing lots of people solving for those things. One of the workflows, for example, that I'm seeing right now is creating templates for characters and, and putting it on the collection instead of putting it on the game designers. The game designers give the collector, the, the collection creators templates for their um, characters and mm -hmm. say, okay, yeah, like we're not going to do that work. That's expensive work. That's difficult work. Here's, here's how our game is built for you to integrate into. It's on you to turn your characters into playable characters. And they do it. It's an exciting time in gaming, exciting time in music as well. And uh, you actually were brought in uh, as a Web3 advisor by Warner Music Group. Uh, I think it was earlier this year. You've got history there. Obviously, Warner was the, the label that signed Linkin Park uh, once upon a time. Uh, I mean, when you look at the music industry as a whole right now, there's a lot happening with NFTs and, and with the metaverse. And where do you see the most opportunity for disruption at this point? And, and what excites you the most? Um, it's a tough question. I mean, you know, if we had the answers, we'd be all in on whatever that lane was. I, the thing is, there isn't a lane. I think that there's a lot of um, experimentation to be done. Um, as everybody in the community is tired of hearing at this point, we're early. Um, and, and people like challenge that and go, I don't know how early we are anymore. Like, you know, <laughs> Amazon is on the horizon with this, like Disney is building. So it's, it's close though. Like when you, if you think about the idea of these massive, massive uh, corporations participating in the space, like the two I mentioned and every other one you can think of, um, it's going to open a lot of opportunities for just for, for musicians to, to get creative. Like uh, musicians are at least my favorite musicians don't just like play an instrument and sing over it. Like a lot of the people that I really admire and that I really follow are um, multidisciplinary or at the very least they've built a team around themselves that does more than the music. Uh, they've got a vision that's, that's bigger than that. So as we go forward, I think the, the most important, that, I, I think that will be a lane of focus for everybody to consider is that you can't, I don't think in the future you're going to be able to get away with just writing and playing and singing a nice song. You're going to have to have the other elements, um, the other boxes checked. And, um, you know, from a label perspective, I know that Warner, in my conversations with them, that to them, that's being a good partner is, is helping check those boxes, like building infrastructure, hiring teams, um, aligning with partners so that when their artist says, oh man, I really would love to have an avatar in this metaverse, or I would really love to do a PFP collection that has my music and give my fans like some cool um, utility when, when they buy a, buy a collectible, I want them to be able to get discounts on my merchandise or my show or get first in line to vent yep. to the, enter the venue. Those things are like the, the, between the teams, the existing teams, those things are doable right now. Yeah. It's interesting. You bring up the, uh, the collaborations and the importance of the, uh, I guess, having these collaborations with the larger companies as well. Uh, MasterCard's also getting involved now, Google as well. In addition to the companies you uh, mentioned, uh, I can ask you this. I can ask Eric this as well, though. There's a lot of artists that are kind of getting involved in this space. I mean, you know, names that come to mind, Snoop Dogg is active. Steve Aoki's very active. Uh, is there any particular artist that's doing something, whether they're uh, creating a company or, you know, creating their own metaverse. Is there anybody that you look at and be like, wow, what they're doing is, is kind of cool. And, and I'm intrigued. I have some buddies of mine. I may be bi I biased. Um, a few folks, uh, Oshi, um, TK, Daniel Allen, uh, uh, as well as, um, 
oh man, uh, Lyra. Um, they're all part of these sort of founding groups of artists back when I, but before Secret Garden had launched um, and I kind of also a shout out to David Grinstein um, at Sound. Um, we had all been just trying to figure out how do we do this as artists? And um, it's been really awesome to see the sort of uh, community they've built up. Um, they've done multiple drops in and out of Sound at this point, um, but I know all of them have fostered really, really interesting and thriving communities. Um, people who otherwise wouldn't have been there uh, unless they had that Web3 presence. Just to bring you back in with Secret Garden, I know you have you had a drop just recently uh, with Kid Cudi, which is awesome. There's some artificial intelligence involved with that. Uh, just give us a little bit uh, of a lay of the land about that and and what things you're working on uh, as we move forward here. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. So sorry to make sure there's no confusion. We did we did have we did have a collaboration with Kid Cudi. We certainly we did not do a NFT drop with him, um, but we worked on some of his visualizers for. Uh, his his most recent project, Andrew Galactic, which is also now uh, something you can watch on Netflix. I highly encourage anyone to check it out. Um, but his most recent lyric videos, uh, kind of an insane turnaround. We've been messing around with sort of the next step here. As I said, um, a lot of the AI uh, image generation models have, have improved drastically over the past month or so. Um, we've found ways to turn this into video and, and sort of pipe through images into themselves over and over again, which lets you generate um these really dreamlike crazy looking visuals um and uh it, basically we got in touch with his his group uh maybe about and and they were asking for 15 visualizers in in 24 hours so i don't know if there's any other wow. traditional uh traditional way to ever produce that at that rate especially not to the extent of what those visualizers look like um, but yeah, that was a mad scramble. That was maybe a week or two before we did uh, our wind chime drop. And I was just up all night tending to about 15 computers running, uh, <laughs> running image generation over and over again. Um, but yeah, I mean, after that, it was, it was easy as, as packaging it together with the music and, and getting the green light. So we're thrilled to be a part of that. Awesome. Anything in terms of being, up? in terms of being a, like a great partner, I, I mean, you know, we were working on wind chime for months and Eric reached out and said, hey man, I just wanted to let you like weigh in on this. Uh, we got offered this Kid Cudi thing and I, I don't think it will impact our, our you know, workload to get wind chime out exactly the way we've talked about and, and um, on time, but there's a possibility, <laughs> there's like a slight possibility that this, if this gets hairy, that it could take a, a, some time away. Um, is that okay with you? And I, you know, that's just such a, that's like the right thing to do as like a partner. Um, so I just, I want to vouch for these guys in terms of, you know, the type of people they are. Um, because I know that like music, other musicians are seeing wind chime and they're going, huh? Like, I wonder, could those, what could, what could those guys make for me? Um, it's yeah. The experience for me as an artist working with them was awesome. Oh, thank you so much, Mike. That means a lot. So cool. And you're an advisor uh, on the board uh, for the company as well. So obviously uh, you're excited about the possibilities. So I encourage people, listen, go check out Windchime. It, it's, um, you know, as I said earlier, I think it's everything Web3 offers for fans and artists. You can essentially take music that, you know, Mike created and uh, kind of have a go at it and, and, you know, make your own little song or track or production. And uh, it, it's, I don't know of anything else uh, like this that's out there right now. So congrats to both of you on this. Uh, and thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. Uh, Mike Shinoda and uh, Eric Yao, Secret Garden, Lincoln Park. Uh, appreciate you guys taking the time. Thank, thank you so much. 
That was my conversation with Mike Shinoda of Lincoln Park and OK Sammy of Secret Garden. It was great to hear about their first ever collaboration, Wind Chime, and some very interesting takeaways from this chat. Similar to last episode's guest, RAC, you heard Mike talk about how so many artists, including himself, are just experimenting in the space and that there isn't one clear path just yet on how all of this new technology is going to work. And also found it insightful to hear him say that in the future, all music releases will need to have a digital component and that it won't be enough to just sing the song, play the instrument and record the track. You'll need to offer fans something more, whether it be an NFT, a metaverse opportunity, or maybe a chance to participate in the ownership of the track. One thing, though, is very clear. The potential of Web3 is endless and the future of the music industry is being shaped during this exciting and very experimental time. Special thanks to everyone who makes Crypt on the Beat possible. Sarah Bentley, Roger Coletti, Bill Crandall, Jen Derwin, Emily Doherty, Mike Spinella, and Chris Watherspoon. I'm your host, Danny Valentino. Crypto on the Beat is a Sirius XM production. Sirius XM Podcasts.